fellows, Angela here. Uh, and as your favorite one-time guest host and ultimate number one Victor Amoyo fangirl, I just wanted to congratulate you on 50 great episodes. I mean, that's like 36 more episodes than Firefly had, so you should feel very proud. And I am very, very proud of you. And I can't wait to see what you guys do next. Peace. All right, I just want to wish you guys congratulations on 50 episodes? Wow, that's a lot. I couldn't do anything 50 times. Congratulations on 50 episodes, guys. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. I'm your host, Maurice Rullo. We are on to officially episode number 50. Harris, how do you feel? I feel awesome, man. I mean, it feels real nice to be here. It, I feel so excited for the possibilities and everything that this episode means for the future of the Cortex Prime podcast. I right. mean, I feel I feel super professional right now. It's crazy. You see all this new stuff we got in this here, man? This is amazing. This is like, I can't believe the, the garbage we recorded with before. I mean, really, I'm so this, this looks so good. I really wish everyone, all the listeners, could see how cool this looks. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to definitely redo. We're going to have to bring in every guest back and say this. We are legitimate now, right, Victor? Did you right. come yes. in? Just apologize. <laughs> that that's what we have to do. We just we just bring them back all uh, yep. from guest number one, yep. which I believe is Carl Bird. So hey, Carl, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that we were such garbage before. <laughs> nah, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. It's definitely all good. That's actually really convenient that Carl Fern is our number one guest. Uh, Vic, when we started our humble beginnings in your home, uh, did you think we would get to episode 50? I had every faith that we would get to episode 50, actually. Oh, good. I'm perhaps, glad. Uh, perhaps a lot sooner than we did. Listen, we things things happen. People get tired. Mm-hmm. Things pop up. Yep. I didn't think we did it to 50. I did not think so. The hell no. So I thought I'd be like, eh, I'm bored. I figured I'd hate all you guys. <laughs> I mean, I do, but right. I guess I'm making it work. I'm more professional. Yeah. yeah. Look at this sweet board I have. I, this yeah. is amazing. <laughs> I don't even know what to do with myself. So quick uh, fun fact, when we decided to go live, we had a, a recent guest on the show, and afterwards, Eris and I were talking and just said, that was, <laughs> that was embarrassing. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. We got to upgrade. We got to upgrade big time. Um, so we, uh, we started the show in, uh, in Victor's home. We moved it into my uh, my place during the summer uh, months last year because it gets really hot, yep. um, and it stayed pretty cool. But then we realized that we're literally recording in a cavern, so we moved it into my office, and our mic stand was um, A Dance with Dragons by George R. R. Martin Ooh. and Star Wars Aftermath, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we had a few... Um, a few sound sound professionals because none of us are band people. You know, we don't really know the microphones, the music, sound quality. So we had a few people listen and be like, "This is what you guys need to do." And then mm-hmm. we found someone at work who is a legitimate mic person or a sound musician. And what do we need? And we fumbled around, and here we are. I mean, Jerome was kind of the start of that. That is true. Yes. Shout, Shout out to out. Jerome. Yep. Uh, he was the one who was, you know, he was he was the catalyst yeah. for our whole, uh, th- this is what you need. Well, the best conversation. part. I was, like, realistically, having uh, Mr. Jim Francisco on the show yep. uh, was the start <laughs> for me. I'm like, I saw this, and I'm like... Man, this looks like garbage, you guys. <laughs> we literally look like trubbish. Pokemon is a pile of like, garbage. Really, we, we recorded with a single microphone. Yep. How foolish we were then. 
Well, this is the funny thing too, is that, you know, this is a little thing to get together with your friends, kind of record, have a little fun, but you still have to maintain some sort of a professionalism, right, Vic? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because I heard some of your stuff before we met, before episode one, and I was like, that sounds pretty good. Let's mm-hmm. let's bring that guy on. He seems like a, he seems like a fine fellow who's professional, unlike myself. <laughs> so he will level me out. Unlike myself, too. Uh, That's mean, right, I done, I done told you Vic would keep us on the straight and narrow. He does. He has. You know what I mean? Yep. These copious notes for our uh, our live viewers. Uh, yes, we sir. have lots of that, which is fantastic. Super copious. Oh, they're amazing. These 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 things are highlighted. <laughs> <laughs> they're legitimately highlighted. Like, what? Highlighted, underlined. Jeez. This is what we do with you. Yeah, like, bolded. Wow. Now the uh, I just realized the Facebook Live is a few seconds behind. Mm-hmm. So whatever. That, that'll be yeah. So I'm not gonna look over there anymore because that's so <laughs> weird. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's been a pleasure uh, recording. Um, we're not gonna go. T- you know, this isn't gonna be all about us. Whatever, it's cool. I'm glad we're here. Yeah. Here's well, to 50 I, more. I'm really. I do got a bone. I do got a little uh, blunder to pick. Um, I never got to say my favorite. Codex Prime moment in episode. Y'all did last week and during the Overwatch episode, but I didn't get mine in. What is your favorite moment, Calvert? Thank you. <laughs> My favorite episode, Codex Prime and Chill. Hands down. It's a good one. <laughs> it is. And then my favorite moment, any Victor Freakout. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, Carl. Uh-huh. And, right. and, any Victor Freakout. And um, I work with people with disabilities and... Um, my client, who listen, he listens to the show whenever I have him in the car, and um, his favorite moment he wanted. He, I told him I'll make sure I bring it up. Is when Victor, when we discovered that Victor had a exquisite taste for butthole art. <laughs> he doesn't even call you Victor; he calls you butthole art. <laughs> oh come on, man! That's a so, perfect nickname. That's just fantastic. That's great. So I man. love it. What movie was that again, Vic? <laughs> it was the Overnight. There's no overnight. need to promote it, man. I'm. I, I have to oh, see it dude. now. I. I feel bad not having seen it. You should see it. You and mm-hmm. you and your lady should see it. It's yeah, on Netflix. I, okay. I will see it with Jessica. I promise. I okay. will see it with her. Uh, two hours. <laughs> and it's funny that the uh, Netflix and Chill. She's been going through our back catalog, and she recently stumbled upon the uh, Netflix and Chill episode. Mm. She was a very large fan of it, and I. <laughs> I listened back myself. Um and that's the the sound quality was god awful. Oh my god, God bless her for listening through that. We should have done this like a year yeah. ago. Oh, yeah. I can't believe we're it's just but yeah, you know. Baby steps. Right. Literally baby steps. Yes. And uh high five to Jess for liking that episode. Wait. <laughs> so Jess been going through a back catalog? Yep. Listening to all the episodes? Uh, pretty close. Did she give us a five star review on iTunes? She sure did. Whoa. Yep. Well, damn. Like the rest of us that are listening and watching, you guys should do the same. Just saying, go on iTunes, leave the Codex Brown podcast five star review. Help other people find us. What up? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Everybody on Facebook Live? Yeah. Yeah. It's good. And the nice thing with Facebook Live, we do have uh, Carl Bird, our oh, social media. I just oh. wanted, I'm sorry. Hey, Maurice. Yes. I just want to go ahead and shout out. My wife. Hi, baby. She's <laughs> listening. Or actually, she's yeah, listening, <laughs> watching us, all that good stuff. And, and Love you. And Whoa, and my daughter, says, too. Hi, Aria. She says, hey, dad, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have any comments, uh, Carl Bird, our social media I have manager, the best family is keeping ever. an eye on the chat feed. Literally the best family ever. And we have the best social media manager ever. Mm, that's debatable. <laughs> I would have to support your local library. Pick back. That's right. That's right. Thank you, Vilna. 
Thank you. I do like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so if you want to have any uh, comments during the show, please feel free to comment. Carl Bird will uh, pick up on it, and we'll get to him a little bit later. Carl, are you interacting with our fans? Uh, Carl? I am. He had to talk about the butthole art. <laughs> uh, so, Eris, we've had a few weeks off now. Uh, I know we've been setting up big time for this office. <clears throat> we have some nice little, uh, some little posters around. You mean our studio? Yes, studio. Thanks. I like that. We're so yeah. official. Oh yeah. Um, in the intervening weeks, what have you been up to? Anything? Uh, anything interesting? I mean, the Labor Day weekend just passed, mm-hmm. and you know, that did a lot of good stuff. But that's not what the Codex Prime podcast is all about. I've right. spoken about my family time before and how awesome my family is and how I love them and how the best time ever. Yep. You know, all that good stuff. Um, Speaking of your family, Ariana uh-huh. says, "Yo, bro." Oh wow! Hey. <laughs> Yo, is are, is my family like the only ones that's uh that that's that's you know showing some right love now, right now? As of right now, it's possible, huh? That's interesting, my, Carl. Did you just call Carl the best social media manager ever? Because it seems to me like he may not have done a very good job promoting <laughs> this episode. Did you see that commercial? It was delicious. It was pretty nice, Carl. You did a nice job with that. That was great. If only you had put it out like yeah, a week did. ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were also an hour late. Uh, but what I was saying before the episode posted is the NFL literally canceled their first preseason game. Just canceled it. We're doing better. So than them. yeah, yeah. We're be- way better than Roger Goodell. Way better. Straight up. Don't even get me started. I mean, we were before. Yeah. Even when we sounded like garbage. Yeah. So Should cancel the whole season. No. That will not happen, <laughs> sir. No. Listen, we have dealt Just all no. summer with people arguing over freaking politics and religion and all that other bullshit. Now here's the good reason for people to argue and hate on each other for. <laughs> Football. Aw, yeah, Carl. God, God bless America. So anyway, back to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I the only, I only have one thing that I want to talk about mm-hmm. for all my nerds out there. Everybody knows that I've been a long time, lifelong Final Fantasy fan, and I've been kind of down on the franchise lately. But I've mentioned that you know the the newest uh, game that's going to be coming out in November now because it got delayed, as we all know. Of course, of course. Um, Final Fantasy fifteen. Uh, I'm excited again for it. And uh, last week, uh, Square Enix just released on all of your regular um, cable and online streaming services, uh, Kingsglaive Final Fantasy XV, the film. Yep. And I must say, I loved it. Yeah. I I didn't even expect this. I loved it so much. If you are a longtime Final Fantasy fan, you owe it to yourself to watch this movie. It is all the cool stuff. I mean, it don't get me wrong, it's got its problems. As as if you are just a film aficionado and not necessarily a Final Fantasy fan, the good thing about everyone here is that we're both. Yeah. Um, but if you're just a, a, a film aficionado and you don't know, you know, Final Fantasy and all that good stuff, you might look at it and say, that movie's alright. Mm-hmm. But if you're a Final Fantasy fan like me, you were like Oh shit! This is awesome, you guys. You should watch this. That's what I told you guys. Yeah. Did you watch it? Nope. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been home all weekend, uh-huh. but I plan on it. I like. I still story. have until the end of November right. to watch that. My wife loved it too. She That's really good. enjoyed the I'm, movie. There was one point. So let me just uh, go over a little bit of the movie. Besides just saying that it's super awesome, let me actually talk about it. Um. So the movie actually takes place before. The Final Fantasy 15 main game proper. Uh, so the uh, story is basically the uh, the Evil Empire, um, 
whose name I literally can't remember right now, um, is invading the country of Lucis, who is ruled by King Regis, who's the father of the main character of the uh, Final Fantasy XV video game, Noctis. And uh, basically, this is everything that happened. We kind of saw some of this in the trailers for the game previously, where his country goes down and the Empire is sort of uh, chasing him mm -hmm. um, throughout the, the video game. And that's what we get to play in the game, basically the aftermath of this whole situation. So basically, Lucis has been behind a barrier for years and years while the Empire is uh, basically taking over all of its territories and it's come to a head where basically the only safe place in the entire continent is Lucis, that the city, the main royal city um so uh basically it, it tells the story of uh nix is the main character he is the titular uh kingsglaive which is a uh basically a military force of magic users um and the they're 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 all basically immigrants from the bordering territories of lucis who were given asylum in the city in exchange for their military service and also because they can control the king's magic the king is the only wielder of true magic in the entire kingdom and he basically bestows that that gift on others and the kingsglaive are basically the people who can control it so the interesting thing about this movie is that those guys from the territories outside of Lucis are all treated um unfairly because they're immigrants which is a, a pretty interesting uh you know dynamic that, that you don't get to see in a lot of, uh, you know, video games um, and whatnot. So it kind of deals with some heavy uh, subjects, but it doesn't go too deep into it. So I would have preferred that it did, but it unfortunately um, did not. But um, all, all of that stuff, good story. Um, you know, there's there's a couple of plot holes that I'm sure someone like Victor will notice and jump well, all over. I want Victor to watch it because I'm curious what he thinks of it as Me too. not a huge Final Fantasy guy. Yeah. Um, but you know, no, Victor is a big Final Fantasy guy. guy. Yeah. I oh, oh snap! That's what yeah. we talked about a few weeks ago. He Victor was... beat Final Twelve. Yep. Wow. I've never met a single Final Twelve beater. Yeah, victory, or <laughs> I think we talked about it previously, but yeah. um, we talked about it briefly in the few weeks ago in the Overwatch episode. But Vic um, was a uh, viewer on that one. Okay, I got you. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But I am curious as just a film aficionado, what you thought of that for sure? Oh yeah. Okay. Um, the other thing besides all the story stuff, that's all well and good. The animation, it's all uh, computer generated graphics, and it looks legit. Like just the graphics themselves look awesome like some of that stuff you would swear is real um it's got a very realistic aesthetic to it um like final fantasy 15 same art style and everything and the action scenes holy shit bro they outdid themselves like did you did you see final fantasy 7 advent children yes did you victor no Jesus Christ. Maybe Victor isn't a big fan of fantasy guy. Um, did you enjoy the action in, in Advent Children? Yeah. Okay. It was like a, it was an infancy of like, you know, them doing their... This is like 10 times better. Yeah, yeah, okay. Like they... Uh, you know in the game how the main character does that thing where he throws a sword and then he can teleport to it? Yes. The main dude in this movie has that power okay. and they use it in all of the fight scenes with regularity. Like, like this it. dude is like fucking fighting. He's throwing a knife around and teleporting all over the place to the point where you're just like, holy shit, that's so awesome. Like at one point, there was a cool fight towards the end of the movie and my wife is like, that that, that fight was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And my wife is not a, a big fan of fantasy yeah. head. She just watches all this nerd stuff with me because she's an awesome wife. Sure. Um... But uh, yeah, just as, as a lifelong Final Fantasy fan, again, with that caveat, I would recommend this movie 
to basically everyone that's ever played a Final Fantasy game, especially Final Fantasy VI. There's a really cool Easter egg if you've played Final Six that you will notice pretty quickly in that in that movie. And my only really question, awesome. my only question, as good as or better than Spirits Within? <laughs> <laughs> Trick question. <bro. laughs> Listen, I love Ben Affleck <laughs> as much no, as the next guy. No, that was uh, Alec Baldwin. No, Ben Affleck was in that movie. Was he really? Yeah, absolutely. He was like the main dude. I thought that was Alec Baldwin. He was in that too. Oh my god! Yeah, go ahead, I look it up, Vic. Go ahead, look I'm it up. Looking it up right I'm now. A, yeah, I'm gonna be right. Ben Affleck was in that movie, mm-hmm. and uh, that movie was garbage. Yeah, it was horrible. It literally almost sank Square Enix. It's well, yeah. Square at the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they poured so much money into that. That's movie. why they had to get. That's why they had to merge with. They had Enix. to merge with Enix. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And it also uh, caused the ousting of uh, Hinorobu Sakaguchi, who was the founder, who was the founder and creator of yes. Final Fantasy, and yes. led to the rise <laughs> of Tetsuya Nomura. So I hate. I hate that movie. Yeah. Well, you're right. Alec Baldwin is in the movie uh-huh. playing a guy who looks like Ben Affleck. <laughs> okay, my bad. Sure. I got that mixed I just, up. I ever, I, he looks I, exactly uh, like Ben Affleck. Yeah. He really did. Especially, I've never seen that in the theater uh-huh. back in the day with friend of the show, John Grace. So did I. And uh, Also with friend of the show, John Grace. How weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and at the very, very end when uh, it zooms in on Alec Baldwin's character's face, like he's going to wake up and he just never does. It's so weird. God, that movie was terrible. Yeah, oh, was. so bad. Uh, to this day, I... I legit don't understand the plot of that movie. Nope. There were phantoms mm-hmm. that if they touched you, you die. Right. Where'd they come from? What was the reason? Why? I, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Maybe they should do a 40-hour game of that. <laughs> uh, Vic, uh, what you what you been up to? It's been a few weeks since you... Been, yeah, because you missed the, the Overwatch episode. Um, I know you've been uh, watching a few things. What have you been up to? Oh, man, just, uh, just a few things. Uh, just uh, started off the new semester uh, last week, mm-hmm. so I'm back in the swing of things. Um, also been watching some movies, um, some of which we'll, we'll get into with our main topic. Yep. Uh, one of the movies that I will be uh, talking about right now is uh, Hell or High Water, which is actually my favorite movie all year so far. And Hell or High Water, it's this uh, independent uh, modern day Western, which just came out a couple of couple weeks ago. Is that it in Civil War? I'd say so. I, I enjoyed it more than Civil War, and that's considerable. Um, and Civil War is a great film, too. But uh, it's my third favorite. But um, but Hell or High Water, it's a really cool independent modern-day Western film. stars uh, Ben Foster and Chris Pine. Mm. And they play two brothers who, who rob small-town banks in West Texas. And the reason why they're robbing these banks is because um, their family home has been foreclosed on. And the bank's about to take it in a week. So they have to get all this money to, to keep, the, keep the family home afloat. So what they do is like they hit up these small-town banks and they rob them. And, what the, and how they go about it is really interesting because they actually have a certain plan in place and like their whole method- methodology of like robbing these banks and not getting caught, like t- only taking small bills, for example, and not like the bank, big bank notes and using different getaway cars and whatnot. And as, and as they're robbing banks, uh, these two uh, Texas Rangers, one of which played by uh, Jeff Bridges, and this other dude. Of course, Jeff Bridges is in the Western. I like it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's kind of like a modern-day version of his character from True Grit. Mm-hmm. And um, also this other guy, Gil Birmingham, who's like another Texas Ranger, they're also tracking them down. And uh, what's great about the film is that just everything, like the the acting is, is excellent. This is definitely Chris Pine's best, best acting job I've seen him do. Better than Captain Kirk? Yeah. 
I'd bullshit. say so. I call bullshit. Um, <laughs> hey, you should definitely see the movie. And, and Ben Foster was terrific because Ben Foster, he's really good at playing these like really dangerous, crazy characters. And he was awesome in it too. And of course, Jeff Bridges is also great too. And the, the, the story is just is just really, really engrossing. Okay. Like you just follow it and it's like, it kind of takes a few unpredict, unpredictable turns here and there, but you're you're just riveted throughout and it, and it looks really, really cool. And um, just like if you're a fan of like really cool um, crime thrillers and really in, really nice independent features and something unique, something that's different from the big blockbusters, many of which have kind of not flopped, but kind of... Yeah, had we'll to, get into that a little bit later. Yeah, then... Then Hell or High Water is a film I highly recommend. I think it's still playing, I believe, in a couple theaters in, mm-hmm. in Rhode Island. But if you have a chance to see it, you should definitely go check it out because it's awesome. Um, so, yeah, that was, that's my favorite film all year. Yeah, Carl? Shout out to former guest Angela. She's watching right now. Hey, nice. Angela, what's up? Oh, hey. That's what's up. Nona wants to know, Vic, what's your take on the Black Panther cast? Uh, Black Panther cast, I am very impressed by it. I can't wait for February 2018. I mean, Lupita Nyong'o, uh, who else? Michael B. Jordan. Jordan, And of course, Chadwick Boseman. Can't go wrong. Danae Guerrero? Yes, yes, Danae Guerrero, yes. Are there any... uh, I I really like this live audience interaction (laughs) thing. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) I like it. So, yeah. uh, Yeah, Hell or High Water, check it out. And um, on the video game front, I've been playing, and I just completed uh, on the PS4, Deus Ex, Mankind Divided. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Hey, I'll be borrowing that, Vic. Uh, <laughs> I don't know Appreciate about it. Just uh, it. You finished it? Let him use it. Well, I'm, I'm in the middle of New Game Plus, though. Man, <laughs> I'm just kidding, bro. Overwatch, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but Deus Ex, Mankind Divided, this is, actually, this is actually a really cool sequel, an awesome sequel to um, the 2011 uh, game, Deus Ex Human Revolution. And um, and this game, uh, it, it takes place two years after Human Revolution, and the game follows Adam Jensen, who's this augmented, who's basically this, this cyborg, uh, who's, uh, who has to in- who's working with Interpol to investigate these uh, terrorist attacks by this group called the Augmented Rights Coalition. And, um, and throughout it, it's like full of like a corporate espionage and sort of political intrigue, things like that. And uh, the, the game is just... It's it's excellent with like the stealth gameplay. It's excellent, and what's great is that the if you wanted to play take a like a a run and gun approach, then the game is actually much more fine tuned for that as well. So if you wanted to go in guns a blazing, the game's much more better optimized. That's usually what that. I do with uh, stealth games. I uh, I start, yeah. start off slow and then I give up. Yeah, because I'm really bad at it and just start blowing shit up. So that's good to know. Yeah, and it's and it's 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 really cool. Um, as far as the story goes, um, I did I. I was aware ahead of time that uh, apparently Eidos was actually planning to split uh, the main storyline into like two or two more games mm-hmm. to form a new trilogy. So there are a few um, intriguing story elements that are introduced early on in the game that don't get resolved at all by the time the game is over. Okay. Like for example, w- for example, one of the big things early on in the game is Adam Jensen. Like he discovers that he has these hidden augments in his body that he never that he was not aware of. Um, like these new abilities that he could unlock, but it would like overclock his system. So he tries to figure out where he got these uh, hidden augs from, augments from, but the game never answers that question. So it's like, well, it's like sequel baiting for like the yeah. next one. God, I hate sequel baiting so much, as I've said on this show before. Yeah, and and plus I, I've also I guess heard video games a little bit different though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and, and plus I also heard that um, apparently Square Enix had their uh, grubby corporate palms in the <laughs> development of the game like by introducing microtransactions and things like that. So I think that's some of the reasons why the game wasn't as yep. perfect as it could have been. Gotcha. But it's, still, but it's still an amazing game, so you should definitely check it out if you're into awesome stealth gameplay. And also definitely check out uh, Human Revolution, the director's cut for the mm-hmm. PS3, which is a much more polished version of the original game, like better... Uh, better boss battles and also smoother textures as well. I'm sure they'll come by with some sort of collection at some point, which I'll probably wind up picking up for the PS4 Neo, which we'll talk about in a few weeks because uh, yeah. I heard the, yeah. the rumblings for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they have an event this week. I believe this week that that event is scheduled. I believe so. It might be tomorrow, so we should get details on that pretty soon. I'm super excited about that, actually. Our wonderful Mm. social media manager will post it out on the site. I can't (laughs) wait. I can't (laughs) wait to see how Overwatch and Final 15 look on the Neo. Oh, my God. I'm delicious. so ready for Final Fantasy 15 right now. I'm just ready for a good RPG. I haven't played one, and I don't even know how I I looked at all of the upcoming releases, and there's literally nothing that is going to pull me away from Overwatch until (laughs) that. Maybe that's why they they set it out a little bit. Well, there's a uh, Last Guardian, October twenty fifth. Oh, not for me. We'll see. Uh, I'll, I'll check the reviews. Yeah, on that 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 might do it. Mm. But Overwatch has got his claws in me pretty deep. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. A season season two of competitive just kicked off, and I started playing competitive. Vic, Word. it's legit. Okay, super legit. All right, I'm enjoying it greatly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get into that a little bit too, and we'll uh, we'll definitely talk about that in some future future shows. Carl oh, Bird, yeah. what have you been up to? A lot. <laughs> wow, Carl Bird. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, we had a couple of weeks off, so I mean, I had a lot to get to. Uh, been um, watching my usual shows, um, Ballers, the WWE Cruiserweight Classic. Yeah, um, I've been, I actually like finished two uh, seasons of shows. Season two of Narcos just came out Friday. Okay. And I already finished it. Yes, wow. So. Damn. Dang, I've heard that's good. Oh, it's real good. It's Tell real me about good. it, Carl. I'm, I'm Tell me about it. it. Give me the I'm summary, gonna, Carl. It's the, it's basically the conclusion of um, the story of Pablo Escobar. Uh-huh. Yeah. What's it like? Intense. Extremely intense. Like, What would you yeah. compare it to, Carl? <laughs> so I know they just reviewed that for a few seasons. Um, it concludes Pablo Escobar's story. So they're going to do another story? or it, it Actually, it's going to pick up where it left off. There's a, there is a uh, cliffhanger. I'm not going to get into it because I don't want to like spoil it for anybody. But um, yeah, there's a cliffhanger. And then, um, wow, this is called summary. <laughs> But um, yeah, it does conclude with you know the story of Pablo Escobar. It's based on a true story, so that I can't, you know, it's impossible to spoil. He's dead. <laughs> oh man, come on! I'm not gonna watch the show. Thanks Damn, a lot. Carl. Really? Was you? Was you? What a jerk! Did you know that Easy E died at straight out of Compton? What? Could have at least given a spoiler <laughs> alert, Dude, Carl. I'm pretty sure the promotional material has his like dead body. So there you go. You just Google it. <laughs> you could just literally just Google it. So what's Narco season three Han gonna be about, Carl? Han Solo gets stabbed. <laughs> You'll see if you watch the ending. I, I'll give my review in a few weeks. You know, where it gives time, it gives people time to actually watch it. You know, hopefully you would watch it. Ten episodes a season, worth it. I don't know, so, Carl. It's a lot of not Overwatch. <laughs> You'll be all right. <laughs> You'll be all right. I also watched uh, another show on Netflix called uh, The Get Down. Mm. So uh, it takes place back in the Bronx in 1977. One of the, as, as like, oh, 
it start, you know, it takes place in the early, early days of hip hop, like when it really first started, you know, with Grandmaster Flash and uh, DJ Cool Herc, the founder fathers of Cool Herc, of um, hip hop, excuse me. Yep. So um, I'm actually going to get more into that possibly next week. Cause that, t- like I said, as a retired b boy, that take that took me just back, and the soundtrack was off the hook. So, um, but the main thing I did want to get into was a book that I uh, finished reading in a couple of days is uh, "My Voice" by Angie Martinez. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Very good book. It's basically her memoirs, you know, from her time, you know, her humble beginnings, uh, growing up in Washington Heights, getting into hip hop, and. Um, all the way up to her recent move from Hot Nine from Hot Ninety Seven to New York's uh, rival station Power One Hundred Five. So um, you know she start it starts off with humble humble beginnings, growing up in Washington Heights. You know her family life. Um, how this is actually like I actually recommended this to um, to a friend of mine, and she got hooked when I told her this part. She actually smoked crack. Oh damn! And you're <laughs> smoking crack though? It, not damn. it was only it was only a one time thing. So. But um, yeah, somebody tricked. She got tricked into smoking crack. She didn't know what it was. And oh, like, love! She got tricked into smoking crack. Yeah, nobody told her what it was. <laughs> and she just smoked it. It was rock yeah. candy. It was rock candy. <laughs> <laughs> and um, she, yeah, everybody like they was like, "Yo, we gotta do this again." But then once they once she really started seeing, like, what crack would do to people, you know, seeing people sell stolen VCRs for a fix and all of that, she was like, "All right, nah, I'm done with this." So then, you know, it moves. She only on. did it one time, Carl. Yeah, but that's okay, what, be, okay. All right. That's what everybody's like. Oh my god! Seems that crack? seems like a lie. Read the book. <laughs> I'm gonna have to say she probably smoked crack more than once. I'm calling. I'm calling BS on that one, Carl. Read the book. Nah, probably not. Read the book, <laughs> and then and then later on it goes into her slight involvement with the whole East Coast West Coast rivalry between Biggie and Tupac, and that's just like. Actually, I was reading that. I felt sad. I was like, "Wow, this really was like just a dark period of time." And she actually had a uh, interview with Tupac. Tupac would not interview anybody else but her. So Tupac flew her out to California, brought her some New York style pizza, and they had a two minute, uh, two hour interview. And as she came back, and the video—I mean, the interview was just completely like angry. Just angry. She comes back to edit it, and the only she was only able to play twelve minutes of it. Mm. Cause he was, I mean, he was, you know, trying to stress that hey, this is not. Oh, I don't hate a whole coast. It's just that one particular person. That one particular person, meaning Biggie. So, um, of course, you know, everybody knows what happened. That they both passed away. You know, and um, allegedly. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> Pac and Biggie are gone, man. Don't feed into the conspiracy theories. Yeah, they're chilling with Elvis in the Dominican that Republic. That hologram looked super real, Vic. <laughs> so, um, yeah, she was. Um, she attended Biggie's funeral, rode in the car with Mary J. Blige. Mary J. Blige is actually one of her closest friends. So, Do um, you have any proof the holograms are real, Vic? Because I don't. I think that was just really Tupac on that stage. Puck's been dead for 20 years, dude. Not according to that hologram. Holograms are 3D images. Are we really having this discussion? I've seen a lot of pictures, grainy pictures on the internet. Right. On the Google machine. Right. Does it look like a black man walking through a forest? Yes, and his head is shaved. Oh, Tupac. (laughs) (laughs) That's not Sasquatch at all. That's pictures of Tupac. 
Continue, Carl. <laughs> All right. So then, of course, you know, another another part, she got into a fight with Wendy Williams. Oh. Yeah, so, I mean, kind of minor, but, like, she didn't slander anybody, which was probably one of the best parts of this book, because, like, she really... She swore a lot, but she told her story like boring. Very, she was very right, classy about it. Um, then it goes on to the her involvement with the Nas and Jay Z um, battle, the Fifty Cent Cameron interview, the Locks and Diddy, the Chris Brown situation post Rihanna. All right, Carl. Into- now you said there was no slander. Was there any libel? <laughs> Read the book. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Carl. read the book. I <laughs> highly, re- I highly recommend it. Is literally became one instantly one of my favorite. Hey, Carl, books. So what are our fans lo- saying, Carl? Well, Candida said here to support my brother and his friends. Yeah, hi. Hey, my sisters are the best. Way better than all your hobo um, siblings. I don't know who Paul Faria is. Paul Faria, FMF, what's up? <laughs> she- <laughs> He's an FMF for life. Yep. Mar- Mar- oh, yeah, he said it. <laughs> Our old uh, Call of Duty clan, he knows what's up. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Paul and I go way back to the Xbox 360 days. Oh, mm-hmm. well, thank him for the support, yeah, man. That's yeah. real nice. Thanks, yeah, thanks, man. Paul. Appreciate um, that. That's sweet. Any uh, Anything else, Callbird? No, that's pretty. That's pretty much it. Shout out to um, my cousin Antoine. He was watching. My boy Peter. He was watching too. What's good, y'all? Thanks for supporting. <laughs> so, nope. Sorry about the little mic movement noise. I can't wait till Carl gets his own mic next week. Yeah, it's a ca- calculated error. <laughs> <laughs> so we made some big moves, big movers and shakers this past week, and get all some of the new equipment. Uh, we may have. Um, underestimated our need for what we needed, I guess. So we're going to fix that for next week. Don't worry, Callbird. We will get some uh, We will get some mic stands shout for you. Shout, shout out to uh, Maurice's Bay, Best Bay, watching right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bay. You're the best Bay. Uh, I actually took a special edition of uh, My Bay, Best Bay, and sent it to Callbird this weekend from Mystic Seaport. Yes, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you guys. And, uh, it, was, it was a bottle of beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, speaking of uh, uh, Jessica, we um, that was, I didn't really play too much this week. I was getting uh, this room or office or studio, whatever, uh, prepared. Got some bookcases built up, uh, the posters. Everything's actually looking really nice. This is really nice. Well, Carl, yeah, Carl Bird will definitely do a little tour of the place. It's really nice, nice. Carl. Yes. Um, um, yeah. So that that Super Mario Brothers three poster might be my favorite. That game. is fantastic. I can't see it. That's pretty legit. Which upsets me. I gotta say because it looks really awesome. Well. But that's a great oh, background that too that we have of Star Wars. Vic, do you wanna? Yeah. So we got a uh, double sided poster boards uh, back here. Um, one of Kylo Ren, and we got Ooh. another one of uh, Finn uh, from uh, the Force Awakens. Yep. Episode seven. I like it. It's awesome. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff. So Carl's going to go around making a little introduction does, here because the connection is a little funky. Does uh, does Facebook Live archive? I think, it, I think it does. Yeah, it does. Okay, cool. Awesome. 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 So yeah, we got a little uh, interruption here, but so yeah, this is all growing pains as we go. So, um, But the fun thing that I did this past weekend was I played a little GTA 5 on Ooh. PlayStation 4. Nice. Now, it was a game that I did beat for the 360, uh, but uh, Jess is a very large GTA fan. And that girl terrifies me <laughs> when she plays Grand Theft Auto because she, I don't know who she is anymore uh, when she does play that. So we're messing around. Her big thing is she really wants to steal a plane. 
an airplane. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was kind of on my Don't phone. We all. Yeah, right. So I was kind of messing around on my phone as she's playing to do. All of a sudden, I look up and she's at the airport. Like immediately, she got there within like 15 <laughs> seconds. I'm like, how do you know where the airport is? Uh, but the problem is, as soon as you get on the airport, you get three stars, one levels, and they just bum rush you. And she was messing around with that. She got killed. I look back up 10 seconds later. She's back at the airport again. <laughs> going for that freaking plane. And I underestimated her because she was trying to get like a commercial jetliner. I'm like, you can't get because I remember the old GTAs. We could only get like little puddle jumpers. Yeah. She's trying to get like a commercial flight. I'm like, you can't, you can't get in the, in the big commercial planes. You just, the game doesn't let you. She's like, you're underestimating me. Underestimating me. And she totally did. She wow. got it. Wow. She didn't knock it off the ground though. Because <laughs> they, they bring a helicopter in. Uh, and then I, I'm getting away from the mic, uh, growing pains. Um, maybe the helicopter. So we're messing around with that. I almost got it off the ground and then hit the seat, the roof of one of the airport buildings, which I was not very happy about. Uh, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. I haven't really messed around too much with the, uh, GTA four for the, uh, I'm sorry, GTA five for the PS4, mm-hmm. you know, the next gen stuff. Cause I only put it on the 360 and man, Carl Bird is really social media managing right now. We've got a little we, service we're, interruption. We're, we're off of Facebook Live. I know, right I know. I know. Jess is going to miss the part where I talk about but she'll listen to the show. Uh, so that's all I really get around to. I'm still getting used to this mic placement. This is this is interesting. Yeah. Maybe, like, they, we're we're going to get there. Yeah, because with right. the Blue Yeti, we could literally just necks all over the place. It didn't really matter what you're downloading to. So this is pretty legit. Um, but yeah, that was really all I had been up to. I haven't really, I'm going to watch the Final Fantasy uh, movie and I do want to watch the Final Fantasy 15 anime as well, which I think you said were like 10 minute snippets. Yeah, they're, they're pretty short. They're yeah. like eight, 10 minutes, little uh, thing going into the background of each uh, of the characters. They're, I like it. They're interesting. I wouldn't say they're like fantastic or anything, but mm-hmm. they're interesting little shorts. I would watch them. Gets you a little bit of, uh, you know, behind the scenes stuff on, on those guys. So all about it. Cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I think we might be back on Facebook Live. Are we, Colbert? Yeah, yeah, we're back on. Oh, we're back on. Uh, uh, Jess, I'm sorry you missed the entire GTA story. You have to download tomorrow (laughs) off of SoundCloud or uh, Downcast or something like that and listen to the entire story. Uh, Vic, did you want to bring us through some uh, of the... I think, oh. I think it's a brand new live stream, so yeah, that yeah, yeah. one is cut off. Um, you're going to have to exit and uh, join the new one. They'll figure it out. I, mean, I think I Sorry, guys. I got another notification that I'm live, so it's cool. Dang it, Carl. <laughs> hey, growing pains, growing pains. Man, how much closer is this camera to me now? God, this is so weird. Uh, Vic, <laughs> do you want to bring us through some of the uh, items of interest? Yes. Got a few headlines here of interest right here. Uh, first up, uh, Jackie Chan is to receive an honorary Oscar this year. Uh, the 62-year-old living legend. Uh, he's going to receive a Lifetime Achievement Oscar at the uh, 8th Annual Academy's Governor Awards this November. And other recipients include Anne Coates of Lawrence of Arabia. She was the film editor of that film. Uh, Lynn Stallmaster, a casting director. And, of course, legend doc- legendary documentary filmmaker Frederick Wiseman. What is the last movie that Jackie Chan did? I mean, I love Jackie Chan. I heard he's, he was a <laughs> I think he means live action, Carl. Oh, live action. Yes, he's in Kung Fu Panda. That is a movie. That is a movie. What wow. movie does he do? Uh, he's been in a bunch in. of Hong Kong films. Okay. He has yeah. like a music career there too, right? Does he? Yeah, I have no like idea. A musician, legit, legit musician. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I think he's teaching a college class too. Oh, oh good. Yeah. Man, Jackie Chan's big time. I love Hell Jackie yeah. Chan. Gotta love in Jackie Hong Chan. Kong. So there, was a, there was one period they used to play his movies on TV all the time. Yep. And, you know, back before HBO and stuff, you'd see all that. Uh, that was wonderful. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting feedback saying that we should interact with the viewers more. 
Well, that's we not are, my job, now is are, it? <laughs> we are recording here, and mm-hmm. it, I mean, it is a podcast, right? Yep. But you know, we we should we should get some some more interaction with the li- live crowd. Okay. So I mean, Carl dropped us out there for a while. <laughs> so when people get back on, please, you know, start. Uh, you know what? Nope. We've been talking about what we've been up to and all the topics here, but we haven't even asked our live audience what you know what what if they have any recommendations, anything that they want to talk about. Like we said, growing pains. We'll we'll get there. Yeah. We'll I mean, if you there. have any uh, yeah. games or books or anything you want to drop, um, well, there's a few things you could do. You can obviously hit us up on the Facebook Live. We have our email at CodexPinePodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're at Twitter at CodexPineCast. And obviously the Facebook, if you're Facebook Live, CodexPinePodcast. So a lot of places to find us. The Facebook, this, this Facebook Live is, is legit. For it a long is. time, we talked about doing the, the Periscope and other type of live options, but the Facebook Live was just super convenient. Yeah. And uh, embedding yeah, all this I mean, stuff into YouTube was kind of a pain in the butt. Really? But yeah, can you do Facebook Live now? I mean, freaking uh, YouTube Live? Can Isn't you? That a thing? Yeah, you can. Pretty sure that's a thing. It is. Wow. It is. We'll I mean, there. we could literally do both, probably. <laughs> yeah. I hope okay. we only have one desk here. Let's not get ahead of ourselves, okay? <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Um, but yeah, this, a, this is from when we hit the big time. Yeah, this is cool. Man, mm-hmm. this looks legit, Carl Bird. You did nice work. Um, <laughs> Good job, Carl. Seriously. So, yeah, if any, any uh, anything pops up, we'll, um, we might, you know, with the growing page, we'll probably maybe get to it to the end of the show, but definitely throw some stuff out there. Uh, Carl, if you see anything of worthy note, it better be good, listeners. I swear to God. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, Vilma says, "Why are you all getting on Vic? He is the best." Yeah. What? <laughs> that's right. Thank you, Vilna. Well, well, you're way too nice. What was that part about your wife? I mean, that's your why wife I being love the best? you. That's why I love you. But that's all sympathy. That's that's just that's just false. <laughs> <laughs> she is very nice. She is one of the nicest people ever. Really oh man. Hey, he he's reading the news. He's reading the news. This is this is his time to shine. What do we got next, Vic? Yeah. Crabs in a barrel over here. All right. <laughs> this, this, this. Uh, uh, also, I believe uh, Jackie Chan is the uh, main character in an animated film that may already be out. I don't know. It's called Monkey King. Hero hmm. is back. It looks terrible. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Sorry. I love you, Jackie Chan. Drunken Master. That was cool. <laughs> yeah. Rumble in the Bronx. All right. Yeah, Rumble in the Bronx was awesome. Yeah, it was. All right, so yeah, next headline, uh, Deathstroke has been confirmed to be the main villain of Ben Affleck's solo Batman film. Now, there was a teaser, uh, some test footage that came out a couple weeks ago on YouTube showing uh, Deathstroke just walking towards the camera. So it's going to be interesting to see him be a main villain in a Batman film. What do you guys think? So this, I have mixed feelings, as per usual, with the DCEU. Now, I love Deathstroke. I love Deathstroke a lot. Uh... He's more from my in my history. He's more of a Teen Titans villain, mostly from the. He was I think his first appearance was in Teen Titans the comic, and he was obviously well known for playing Slade in um, Teen Titans the animated show, which I loved. I used to watch before school every morning. Um, fun fact: He was Deathstroke the Terminator, and he was actually before the terminator terminator what really yeah hmm, he premiered before arnold schwarzenegger's terminator hmm. uh but I they did completely different things right but they dropped that part of his name yeah. because, because of that of terminator? yep and also a uh what the, the deadpool is a legit ripoff of slade wilson which is why his name is wade wilson yeah <laughs> yeah um mm-hmm. uh, 
But, I mean, he's an awesome villain. Deadpool is way cooler. He's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, I'm glad they're doing a different villain than your normal Joker, all, you know, his main guys. Um, but I just, in my eyes, it's just, oh, DCU, save him for a Teen Titans movie, which you guys could totally do, or a Nightwing. I don't know. I just, I'm looking, ugh, I hate, oh, God, someone else talk. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm cool with Deathstroke and a Batman movie. I think mm. that they're, it's kind of, it, it points to me, or it tells me that it, it's pointing towards a grittier feel yeah. to the movie. Not that you know the the Nolan Batman movies were not mm-hmm. gritty, but maybe they're they're going for a more mature take on it and yep. maybe more violent. Obviously, because he is a, literally a hitman. Yeah, he he is a killer. mercenary. Right. There's a reason why Arrow season two was the best season. Because, he was really good. Because that. Deathstroke was the main yeah, villain Deathstroke in that season. Deathstroke was awesome in that. But now, again, I'm an Arrow fan, and he's not going to be in future seasons probably because of this. I think Carl has his hand up. What's up, Carl? Oh, just... How would they adjust the character since he was super Larry? Oh, I'm sorry, say that again? How would they adjust the character since he was super Hilario? I think I'm assuming hilarious, hilarious Carl. Carl. <laughs> <laughs> I and Larry what character? Listen, I don't follow DC. What Who's character? That? Why didn't you ask that, Carl? Carl, you, you got the keyboard, Carl Bird. You have the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, you gotta keep up here, man. Like we're talking, and we've we've talked we've talked about a lot of different things. So you gotta, gotta help us out here, Carl. <laughs> All right, Vic, go you're, ahead. You're man. still the best. You're still the best, Carl Bird. Don't worry. Uh, one last thing before that, um, <laughs> with uh, with death Deathstroke. Um, Arkham Origins, which is the redheaded stepchild of the Arkham series, mm-hmm. yep. he was a main villain in that, and hit the boss fight was the best part of that entire game. And mm-hmm. one of the main reasons I'm sad about uh, Arkham Knight is because Deathstroke is teased in it, and his fight is a huge bummer. Mm-hmm. They, th- oh. they could have done a lot more with him. That sucks. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Interesting, interesting. Uh, some other comic book related news. Uh, Marvel is developing a new Warriors TV series featuring Squirrel Girl. So, Get out of here. Yeah. That's a real thing? Uh, it's uh, it's about to be. Um, apparently, Marvel and ABC Studios, they're shopping around uh, their, their show, which is going to be a half-hour comedy. They're, sh- they're shopping it around to cable and streaming outlets like Netflix. Is it in the MCU? Um, yes. Oh, I'll probably watch it then. Yeah. yeah. I watch everything. How's the uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. going, Carl Bird? I have not. Well, I just stopped because other things came on. Sure. Yeah, I mean, you get Netflix. That's what the beauty of Netflix is. Uh, like I said, I'll be getting around to that eventually at some point. I did hear that um, Ward, was the main character? What's the character's name? Yeah, Agent Ward. Agent Ward, he's going to be at Rhode Island Comic Con. Yeah. So oh, that's cool. if you're a big fan of that guy. Cool. Will we be at Rhode Island Comic Con? <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. Stay TBD, tuned, yes. to be decided. Yeah. yeah. Uh, other news, uh, Sony PlayStation Plus users, we're getting some free games this, this month. Uh, PS4 owners, we get, we're getting Journey. Are any of them Overwatch? No. Then I don't care. <laughs> well, for the other PS4 owners out there, you're getting Journey and Lords of the Fallen, a.k.a. Not, not Dark Souls, huh. for the PS4 for free. Uh, PS3 users get Prince of Persia, The Forgotten Sands. It's a good game. I did play that. Yep. And Datura. And PS Vita owners, all two of you out there, <laughs> you're getting Badland and Amnesia Memories for free. Uh, we've actually been interested in that Lords of the Fallen for a while, so I will be yeah. checking that out, actually. I will, I will pick too. up Journey. Thanks for I never... up. Journey's really good. Yeah. If you've never played Journey, 
you owe it to yourself to play that. That's re- especially for free. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? Right. Yeah. You can beat that in two hours. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Really good. That's one people drop in and play with you, and you don't know who they are. Yeah. It's a wonderful game. It's really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, uh, Duke Nukem 3D. Remember that game? It's getting an anniversary edition next month for the PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, it's coming out on October 11th, and it's going to be selling for 20 bucks. Uh, the the 3D anniversary edition will feature updated graphics, new music, and new voice lines from Duke Nukem voice actor John St. John. So are they removing the strippers? I think it will still be in place, actually. Okay, maybe I'll check that out. Yes. Who, who doesn't like strippers? <laughs> um, an in-game commentary will also be included, and the game can also be played in its original 1996 form. Now, yeah, this is not Duke Nukem Forever, everyone. No. This is Duke Nukem 3D. Although, although Duke Nukem has definitely, certainly um, aged out. Uh, just like watching some of the old Attitude Era stuff makes me uncomfortable. I feel like <laughs> so would uh, Duke Nukem... <laughs> 3D or any incarnation of the hero. Yeah. And uh, last headline, uh, Pokemon Go, uh, a buddy system has been confirmed by Niantic. Uh, Niantic Labs confirmed fan speculation on their blog that the game will include a buddy Pokemon feature. And in this case, uh, Niantic says uh, you will be able to pick your favorite Pokemon from your collection to become your buddy. Uh, which will appear alongside your trainer on your profile screen, which will add helpful bonuses such as awarding candy for just walking together with your Pokemon. That's adorable. And you can change your Pokemon at any time. So you are no longer playing Pokemon Go, correct? No, I'm not. You Does the app completely remove from your phone? Uh, no, I still have it installed. Okay. Just not done, but yeah. Yeah. Harris? Yeah, I still have it installed. I play way, 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 way less than I used to. Yep. So. Carl Bird, uh, any Pokemon Go? No. Nah. Uh, it's been Angie Martinez is my voice <laughs> and work. Does Angie Martinez play? Uh, I did see she liked your Instagram post, if I remember correctly. Did oh. you ask her if she played Pokemon Go? I I tried to reach out to her after that. and nothing. Maybe she'll be a guest on the show. We have a new production set up. <laughs> um, Angie, yep, hit us up. I yeah, I hit level twenty finally. Um, I just stole, I just started uh, evolving as many Pokemon as I could. I played a little bit of Mystic Seaport, caught a couple of guys that I didn't have before. I, I just, I do, oh, nice. I'm in, interested to just fill up the Pokedex. I don't want to battle crap, although now is probably the time to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, but even the thing with the the buddy system, with the Pokemon walking with you, I don't feel like walking and having an app open on my phone as I do it. And I can hear myself talking. How weird, mm-hmm. Victor. I mean, you owe everyone a beer. What's Victor up? Victor just joined the Facebook. <laughs> um, that's uh, the last bit of news. Um, Anything you guys want to add before we move on to our uh, our nope. main topic, Go which ahead. I'm a little curious no. about? All good. So the big thing uh, that just transpired this past weekend, as we all know, Labor Day, uh, which is the unofficial end of summer and uh, the unofficial end of the summer blockbuster season. Yep. Usually the summer blockbuster season is movie after you know the big tentpole movies coming out, making oodles of money at the block at the blockbuster. I'm sorry, at the movie theater, at the cinemas. Uh, but this past year, Vic, and you know better than the rest of us, has seen a we a strange decline in a lot yeah. of these uh, big movies that were summer sequels that did really you know the original movie did really well. You only expect the sequels to do better because that seems to be the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but for some reason, that has not happened this year. Uh, so we're gonna go around, discuss the individual ones, one the ones that we saw, things, reasons as to why this might be occurring. Uh, I feel like we're a pretty good um, telltale sign for that because we are essentially the main demographic that, you know, 18 to 49-year-old males mm-hmm. of all different uh, different ranges of race. 
Um, yep. And we're not seeing every all of these movies. I know I'm not. Uh, and I like to consider myself the most average person on the planet. And if I'm not going, ain't nobody going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, take us through some of the movies here, Vic. What um, are some of the ones that jump out to you, some of that did well? Let's kind of discuss it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, this year, uh, apparently there's a lot of, um, lot of sequels, uh, remakes, reboots that have come out, and which usually do uh, pretty which usually do pretty big gangbusters numbers. Yep. But this year, it's actually taken a decline, as you say. Um, apparently, all the uh, sequels that have been thought to uh, m- make a big buku box office uh, money, apparently they've flopped domestically or they haven't made as much money as uh, the studios would like, even though they did kind of break even. And that's all they really did, just break even. They didn't really become these ginormous successes financially as, it's, as the studios as ho- have hoped. Uh, one example being uh, the Ghostbusters yep. uh, uh, reboot, which came out in July, which, uh, which, was, which had a budget of what? Um, like $144 million, but wow. it, But it only... Right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was the budget, but, yet, but it only grossed $126 million domestically. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, overseas, it didn't do much better. It only did $92 million, So it did a total of uh, $219 million. And the thing was, is like uh, Sony was expecting it to um, make at least like over $500 million worldwide because you have to factor in marketing, which doubles the budget. So apparently, um, despite, despite the... Uh, Good reviews that the film, positive review, reviews that the film got, especially from critics who are hoping, who are hoping that the that the film would lead to like more female led action films or things of or things of a similar. Which I totally nature. support. Bridesmaids kicked ass. Yeah, but apparently, um, I think Sony, it's Sony that shot themselves in the foot because mm-hmm. they were basically um, when because when they when they released their YouTube trailer of the film back in March, which was the most widely disliked trailer movie trailer in YouTube history. Yep. They were actually uh, select selecting uh, the most vitriolic, hateful, misogynistic comments and leaving the legitimate legitimate ones off. They were deleting those, mm-hmm. so they were trying to spin this narrative of, "Oh, well." Wait, they did that? Yeah, they were basically they were trying to fan the flames of, "Oh, well, the reason, oh, the reason why uh, people don't want to see Ghostbusters is because like these misogynistic basement dwelling forty something year old nerds don't want to see women in film in leading roles." What? And that's the and that was that was the story wow. that the Sony was trying to spin hardcore. How much do these people get paid? Seriously, uh, <laughs> more than us. Yeah, that's that's. Um, that's I don't know who's sure. making those decisions. That's terrible. Uh, I mean, uh, I think I, I mean it's interesting. I would like to get a female's opinion on it. So if anyone Facebook living, hmm. if you have any thoughts on it, please please comment. Um, also, Sony, I am available. I will take way less money for oh, whatever God. those guys are so telling much, you. I so will much give money. you way better advice for way less money. So the, the best part is not talking about it. You know, well. You say, I mean, still oh. a good amount of money. I mean, I, I'm not going to say that I'll just do it for like yeah. free or anything like that. I'm just, <laughs> just go make a good movie and you'll be fine. Uh, or pay someone like me like $20 to be like, Ben-Hur, that movie that came out like 500 years ago? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, we're not making that. Um, but, my, you know, my favorite part of Batman v Superman was Wonder Woman. Daisy Ridley killed it in Star Wars. But, but a lot of it was just these are going to they're going to play great characters and mm-hmm. that's all you need. Yeah, um, and those are all really good actresses in that movie, but yeah. that just movie just didn't speak to me in any way. Yeah, like I didn't bother watching it. I'll probably it's like a red box movie. Like um, the the reviews that I saw basically kind of softballed all the flaws. Like there are like a, a lot of the positive reviews that I that I read kind of you know minimized the flaws of that movie, which would have which would have like been roasted right through the coals if it was like an all male cast. Mm-hmm. 
Hey, and Maurice, I'd like to make a sequel to Independence Day. <laughs> what do you think about that? Oh, you mean that movie that had a fantastic ending? Mm-hmm. And like had Bill Pullman. Right. I mean, like, what do you think? Not too bad should at all. I make, Wait, I hold on. Sequel? Hold on. Important question. Mm-hmm. Is the biggest star of the original movie going to come back? Yes. The aliens will be there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what was it? Go- uh, Jeff Goldblum? He'll be there. <laughs> star from... He will literally do anything. I offered him like a ham sandwich and he said yes. <laughs> from The Fly and Jurassic Park? Right, yep. that Jeff Goldblum yeah. from like 20 years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You remember him? Sure do. 20 no. years ago when no. I was 10. Will Smith said no, though. <laughs> what oh. do you think about that? As much as someone who loves Independence Day, and we've talked about this in previous episodes, and Victor has yelled at us, I would probably not see that. Nor did I. Oh, oh wait, but don't worry. That Hemsworth guy is going to be in it. Huh. Who's been in probably. nothing besides Hunger Games, which is like a thing. Okay. I won't make that then. Okay. Thanks for the advice. Who, Liam Hemsworth? Uh, the younger one. Oh yeah, that guy. Is that Liam? Chris yeah. is the older one. Yeah. Yeah. Liam, yeah. But yeah, I just, that, that's, that, that was a very quick board meeting session that Eris <laughs> and I would have for literally $15 an hour, uh, in a ham sandwich. <laughs> and we just saved your, literally uh, Jeff Goldblum prices. What were those dollar figures there, Vic? Uh, apparently Independence Day Resurgence, uh, we, d- yeah, and no, unfortunately viewers, we did not have the Independence Day Everything episode. Uh, <laughs> uh, this, the sequel had a budget of 165 million but crap without Will Smith. Without Will That's Smith. That's crazy. But it only grossed 103 million in the US mm. stateside. Wow. So everyone's favorite movie of this past year, Deadpool, mm-hmm. only cost 60 million, 60, 70 million. Yeah, right. And that, that. it did look pretty good to me. Mm-hmm. Why do these why do these movies cost so much? Oh man, apparently a lot of these studios they're relying more and more on the blockbusters to keep them afloat. Whereas before, beforehand, the uh, blockbusters used to be like, um, used to be like the main event. But like, a lot of mid-budget films, like middle-class films or even lower-budget films, like Independence, would actually would actually uh, keep the studios afloat for the most part. And then you have the big tent poles, which mm-hmm. would actually kind of tie everything together. But now it's the other way around, where blockbusters are the norm, and like the mid-budget films yeah. are are getting more and more scarce. It's it's yeah, it's, it's not weird. Sus- yeah. Well, it's not yeah. It's not sustainable. I mean, if you think about it, there were six Star Wars movies in out of in uh, forty years. Mm-hmm. Now there's going to be six within four. Yep. So that's crazy. Um, and how is yeah? How is that sustainable? I have no idea. Just look at the movie release schedule for 2018. Oh, man. Look at it. Look at it. Oh man. <laughs> comic book sequel on comic book sequel on comic book. Yeah, sequel. and I can't see. And I think there's the Harry Potter. One of the Harry Potters is in there. Not Harry Potter, but the new wild. Fantastic creatures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and yeah, I love Harry space. Potter all day. Uh, that you guys maybe take down my Deathly Hollows. It's actually behind the bookcase now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Harry Potter all the way, but I have no interest in seeing that. Hmm. From that, hmm. it, like, just because you said the name Dumbledore in the trailer mm-hmm. doesn't really get my juices flowing. If you know what I'm saying. Well, I mean, it, it looks interesting. It does look interesting. I mean, it has two of your favorite actors as Ezra Miller and Colin Farrell. Oh, I am no Colin longer interested. In <laughs> Colin Farrell's in that? That's hilarious. He's in it. Oh, Ezra Miller? What? Oh, man. Yeah. The, the hobo flash. Yeah. Hippie flash. The wannabe flash. The homeless flash. So I just, just real quick, because Carl Bird, I see you as an everyman as well. You're looking at the, the same notes that we're looking at. How, percentage-wise, of all these movies, how ma- percentage, ballpark it, how many of these have you seen? Three? Three of them, yeah. maybe? 
Yeah. Yeah, three. Okay. Wow. And there's how many movies there? 20? 25? <laughs> now, let, I mean, let's get to the nitty-gritty of this thing, though. It's not about um, how much money or, you know, uh, the, these movies have made. It's not about the numbers. I mean, it is, but the real, you know, root cause of, of the problem here, and I think that finally, finally, Hollywood is starting to realize it is this constant sequelitis mm-hmm. and remaking like you said ben-hur that is a perfect example yeah. who the hell asked for a ben-hur remake honestly seriously charlton heston i don't think he did <laughs> he looked at it and said yeah mine's pretty good i'm good i'm set don't make it is he alive i don't know he's been dead for like almost eight years i think so they uh, should have made it nine years ago no, they shouldn't have made it. They should have never made it. I, you know, the funny thing no. is, how was that? Because you and I mentioned the same thing. A week before that movie dropped, there were trailers for it. I hadn't seen them ever. I think the studio knew it was going to be a bomb. That's probably a tax write-off, more than likely. And now, damn it, you over to the beer, Vic. He loves getting Stop that Facebook Live. Stop watching our Facebook Live, Vic. <laughs> I was just checking the comments. I can't help it. I got right. That's what okay. Carl's for. All right, all right. Listen, and stop trying to steal a job from another black man, Vic. Look, Ben, do you got to get racial over this shit? <laughs> it's black on black crime right now. It's terrible. God damn it. My Codex Prime podcast. <laughs> Please. So, um, yeah. Go on. Okay, Vic. <laughs> Can you do me a favor and yeah. take us through some of these interesting articles that you've highlighted here? Give yeah. us the gist of what all of these outlets are are you know uh, saying about this issue here because it has become kind of an epidemic here. Like it, it is a a issue that, from my point of view, from my perspective, from the everyman perspective, mm-hmm. it's got Hollywood kind of in a panic because mm-hmm. they rely on these sequels. They do. They need these to do well. And that was their easy bread and butter. Mm-hmm. You'd look at it and say, Alice, Alice uh, they, they did all right. Let's make mm-hmm. us let's make another one of that. People would probably pay for that. <laughs> Suckers. Yep. But then we didn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think um I think that I think Hollywood's uh business model is starting to bite them in the ass now where they have a really profitable uh film which is like based on a previous property, like a comic book film or in this case Alice in Wonderland, and it makes huge amounts of money like Alice in Wonderland the original made like uh, 1 billion worldwide. Oh wow. And so it's to a point where we, where studios see all their all their films, you know, making making bank like, with their first installments, and then what they do is like they they greenlight sequels before they even hit pre production. Yeah, like Terminator. Sight, yeah, like Terminator, like Sight Unseen. They think, they figure well, the name's gonna carry it, you mm-hmm. know. They figure well, you know, people know what Terminator is. People know Alice in Wonderland or Ninja Turtles, so people are gonna flock in droves. Whatever, we're gonna we're gonna break even and make profit just on the name alone. And so they greenlight all these sequels, you know, without without any real plans in place to actually have a re, have legitimate reasons for sequels in the first place. So now when you have these sequels coming around, you know, you know, uh, viewers, us fans, moviegoers are just tired of it. It's like, well, it's been done. We've seen this before. You know, it's yeah. like or or a lot of or a lot of people will be like, well, what's the why should I go out of my way to see it at theaters? I could just watch it on Netflix or Redbox. Right. So that you know, is true. We did, yeah. 4K TVs are pretty sweet. <laughs> yep, like, they're pretty fantastic. I mean, the first yeah. Alice in Wonderland, um, the one billion dollars. That the nostalgia factor is really starting to get them too, because yeah. everyone's like, "Oh, I haven't seen Alice in Wonderland live at ad- action adaption, whatever." 
Um, and Johnny Depp was at his greatest adaptation. Yeah, greatest adaptation. Yeah, and he, yeah. Johnny Depp was at his most powerful mm-hmm. um, at that point. And then it comes to this thing where it's like, you know, do I really need another Alice in Wonderland? Do I? Do I really need another Alice in Wonderland? Because not yeah. many people. It's like doing freaking uh, Charlie and the Shock Factory, and then doing the one where the with the glass elevator. People don't even know that sequel exists. <laughs> Sorry for the uh, malfunction oh, yeah. there. We're working <laughs> on it. I'm still it working looked, on it. It looked hilarious. It looked so lonely. It was like... <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, that that's a but yeah, that's a huge reason. It's like um, sequelitis, and also the fact that a lot a lot of viewers are starting to notice that. The like the 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 juiciest or the most interesting um, uh, properties are actually moving to television, especially with like Netflix and Hulu. Like for example, Str- Stranger Things. Like you wouldn't see that, you wouldn't see that like as popular as it would be as if it were a feature film. If it were if it were a feature film, we kind of look at it as oh, this really cool independent feature and nothing yeah. more. But as a TV show, people are, people can't stop talking about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll have an episode about that soon. Did anyone finish that? Yeah, I finished. I haven't even started yet. What is it? Oh, Stranger, Stranger Things. Things. Oh yeah, I've been I've been saying I finished. Yeah, yeah. I finished it. When I, I, I thought it was the last weekend. one, but Vic, you gotta get on that. So I you know. talk about that. That's it I is good. To. You'll you will love it. Knowing you, you'll love it. And yeah, uh, yeah. definitely the old school. Another interesting or something that I find interesting about this whole thing is, um, besides all these sequels and remakes failing, and like it. it Another thing that's interesting is kind of it, it's hard to peg down the things that are going to succeed. So, for example, the Jungle Book um, live action mm. remake that that did gangbusters for Disney. It did, yeah. And then you have the Legend of Tarzan, which was another major flop. Mm-hmm. So you would think that you know, kind of be those two things would be sort of in the same ballpark, like interest wise for people, and they weren't. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the, the jobs of these Hollywood executives is certainly getting, you know, harder. Um, I think people are starting to, to get more discerning tastes, mm-hmm. which is a good thing. You know, um, I, I'm a sucker for superhero stuff. So like that stuff that I think, I feel like that's a different thing because that has a built in audience. Like I will see mm-hmm. most things that are comic book related. <laughs> not going to lie. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Up, I'll watch it. Yep. Um, but when you have a property like the Jungle Book or Tarzan, something like that, or uh, you know, Warcraft, for example, is another interesting test case because Warcraft was huge here, and you would figure the Ameri- uh, American audience would flock to see that movie, and it flopped big time here. Mm. But here comes China to the <laughs> rescue. They also <laughs> waited ten years too late to make a Warcraft. They sure movie. did. If they had yeah. made a World of Warcraft movie while that you know, yeah. wasn't full swing, like yeah. when I was in college, yeah. mm-hmm. that that would have made so much money. I mean, with the but time, Ch- China came through big time yeah, for yeah. Warcraft. Like, that movie succeeded, and I think they're greenlighting a sequel, yep, and, and they're going China. to, yeah, and they're, they're going to, like, finance it more out of China. They're going to lean right. more towards Chinese tastes and well, things like that. Like, this is what we're going to start seeing, because China, as of right now, is the second biggest uh, film market in the world. It'll be number one next year. It will be number one, correct. Yes. So that that's going to be real interesting to see how high Hollywood balances that. You can do really crazy film credits in other countries. That's how Yui Bull made movie after movie after movie after movie. Because in Germany, he could just get tons of credits and do bullshit after bullshit. How he got all those freaking movie rights, I have no idea. Hmm. He made he took video game movies back a thousand years. (laughs) Um, But I feel like so the funny thing with Legend of Tarzan is I actually was really intrigued by that. Mm. But with Jungle Book, it's a similar type. Similar enough, I would say, mm-hmm. where when Legend of Tarzan comes out a month later and not maybe a year later, it might have been a different story. But it's just everyone's just inundated, inundated with all this stuff 
feel like I said that word wrong. Inundated. Inundated. Excuse you me. Know. Thank you. Um, it's you're screwed. But I will be. I do. I am interested in Legend of Tarzan, but at the same time, I don't feel like going to the movies and spending fifteen dollars on a ticket and popcorn to see. That's that. another good point. Yeah. Yeah. And my my forty uh, eight inch four uh, K TV over here. <laughs> pretty soon, it's gonna be pretty sweet. So yeah, I'll watch all that stuff. But I'm I'm really curious how the Jungle Book sequel does because that could hit the Alice Wonderland slog. Well, so Disney already greenlit a sequel for yes. that because there's also. The- Warner Brothers. WB is making yes. its own Jungle Book, and I expect that to bomb horribly. <laughs> yeah, straight up. When you have movies doing, I mean, I know that's that's been a thing before, like Deep Impact and Armageddon. But mm. when you literally have this two studios doing the same story within the two years, come on. Yeah, and plus, like, I, I feel kind of bad because it's directed by Andy Circus. Yeah, yeah that kind of sucks. Yeah. Who directed? I mean, um, who did? Uh, which studio did Legend of Tarzan when I came out this year? Uh, it wasn't Disney, right? No, no it was not no. Disney. I did love their animated feature, however. Now, as you all know uh, from listening to the show, I am the biggest Star Wars fan you'll ever meet until you meet Victor. And I got Star Wars all over this place. But after six movies in six years, I'm, I don't think I'll be seeing every single one of those in the theater. I just can't do it. That's a lot. That's an like, overflow. Not the main ones? Well, the main ones I'll see. Oh, okay. <laughs> but maybe not the anthologies. Um, you safe, Disney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, they care about me. Jeez. But it's just, it, it, it's overflow, and I can't keep up with everything. Before, when it was more, it was uh, event viewing, and now not so much, in my humble opinion. So are you going to go see Rogue One? Probably, for the show. Uh, but I, at the same time, I don't really, I don't, because it's not like the mainline story, it's not too big a deal if I miss it. I just, I'm not clamoring for it. I am definitely clamoring for episode eight, mm-hmm. but Rogue One, and also, you know, I got my EU, go- my old expanded universe goggles on, although they never really st- told the story of the first Death Star plans getting just, uh, stolen. Well, I think they're talking about the Battlefront one or two, but I guess not. Maybe that was three. I'm sorry, the second Death Star. Or was it the Star Killer base? I can't remember. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I'll definitely see it. And of course, Darth Vader's going to be in it. Mm-hmm. But as a huge Star Wars fan, it's just like, oh man, literally a year after, and then next year, the year after, another episode eight, and then a Han Solo film, and then episode nine, and then a Boba Fett film every single year. It was event viewing, it is no longer event viewing. Mm-hmm. But that's my take on it. I mean, the, the main takeaway from this is. is- Summer 2016 was a bad summer <laughs> yes. for film. Yes. Just all around, it was bad. And, I mean, if you looked at the slate just coming into the year, it wasn't, uh, you know, inspiring to begin with. And then you actually see how the reviews turned out. Like, I feel like the greater majority of these summer, uh, you know, so-called blockbusters uh, came out and had very mediocre reviews, like starting with Batman versus Superman, that I feel like that kind of kicked off the, this downswing of, uh, of of the summer uh, film season, basically. And then it kind of never recovered from there. Like, you had your, your upticks. Like, Captain America um, was really good. And I know that there's yep. a couple of indie uh, films that, that have come out that have really been good. I've been meaning to go see Kubo and the Two Strings. That looks really, really good. It is. But that's poorly itself, too, right? Yeah, it didn't do so well. It had a $60 million budget, but only grossed 36 Yeah, but it's hard wow, to, for that, that to even sucks. stay afloat with all the big stuff. But then you also had, mm-hmm. you had Pete's Dragon. You also you had that, uh, Kubo and the Two Strings. Yeah. Yep. Um, what else? There was another movie. to Oh, the BFG. 
Yeah, that failed pretty hard. What the F is a BFG? It's, you know what, Victor? Can you take us through yeah. some of the biggest flops of this summer, please? Yeah, uh, the BFG, uh, that's uh, the big friendly giant based on the Roland... A Steven Roland. Spielberg film. Yeah, Steven Spielberg directed it. And this is actually perhaps his biggest flop. Actually. Who is oh, the BFG? Wow. Big what is a BFG? Big friendly giant. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a it's it's an enjoyable uh, children's flick. Mm. Awesome special effects. Uh, Who's the author? I'm sorry. Hmm? Who's the author again? Uh, Roland Roald Dahl. Oh, from uh, Willy Wonka. From, yeah, Willy yeah, Wonka and Chocolate Factory. Yep. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, the the film the film flopped hard because it had a budget of 140 million dollars, but it only grossed 54 million domestically. Wow, that's yeah. a lot of money for. Yeah, it was actually wise. live action with a lot of CG. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's actually his uh, his biggest flop since um, Munich. But I think part of the thing, too, is directors aren't getting the respect they used to have. We're saying, I have to see a Steven Spielberg movie. Yeah. I have to see it. Did you see, what was the, the, the Bridge of Spies? That was Steven Spielberg, right? Yeah, Bridge of Spies. I don't think a lot of people said, oh, but he's still like the old, he's clinging on to the old cinema. But he did, he yeah. did predict, him and George Lucas, surprisingly enough, that it was going to get too big for itself and it was going to explode mm-hmm. on itself. Yeah, the box office. Yeah, you can't sustain unless you're yeah. Marvel. Uh, mm-hmm. My question for you, Vic, um, and everyone really. Yeah. So Star Trek, they've had you know they just came out with uh, Beyond, and yep. from all, from what I've read, it has better reviews from Into Darkness, and mm-hmm. even, sometimes even the original reboot. But their domestic gross has been going and foreign, which it's never been a big foreign box office for Star Trek has no. been going down and down and down. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah, I think... 2009 was the first one, then 2013. Yeah. It's been a couple of years. Yeah, like, there's been, like, four years in between that, the that sequels. That seems like a good time. Um, I think, what, like, obviously, the first Star Trek did Gangbusters. Mm-hmm. Uh, people were really interested in that. And then Into Darkness, um, it, ha- it, it had a spark when it started, but then it just kind of tapered off. Because um, people realized that the, that that sequel wasn't as good as the original reboot, mm-hmm. uh, and then Star Trek Beyond, which um, which is actually almost as good as the first film. Uh, apparently, I guess people just didn't have much interest in it yeah. at that point, like myself. It's, yeah, because it's been because it's been like what, like over five years since since the original Star Trek reboot, two thousand nine. Yeah, yeah two thousand nine. So at this point, people are like, eh, whatever. Yeah, this is so back in two thousand nine. There wasn't this, you know. Every movie, every month. Carbert, did you see the yeah. first two Star Treks? No. Okay, never mind. Then I was going to yeah. ask you why you wouldn't see the third one because I didn't, and I love Star Trek, but I just yeah. nah, Inner Darkness kind of soured me. And I've said it here before, J.J. Abrams, not that great of a director. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, not he directed this latest one. No. I thought it was no. Justin Lin. No, Justin Lin. This is, this is uh, Zero Faster. If you're, I, I did not see the second one in theaters yeah. either, oh. and I have not seen this third one, but. Um, I didn't see the second one because of the middling reviews, mm. and yeah. I feel like um, a lot of times it's kind of even if you you know rebound outside of it having sort of um, great word of mouth, you know mm. sometimes will will help a film franchise rebound. I feel like um, the Fast and the Furious kind of did that, yeah. where it wasn't so much reviews or or like a a you know journalistic community. It was more like a fan community that really boosted those films back up after their couple of uh, disasters in, in Tokyo Drift and Too Fast, Too Furious. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's hard to recover from a, a bad sequel. Like It leaves a yeah. bad taste in viewers' mouth. So even if um, you, know, you come out with a good product in the third go-around, it's still, you know, you're still looking back and remembering that crappy second movie. Um, and, and, 
you know, it causes a lot of people to sort of tune out and 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 not come back for you. Yeah. Um, now, were there any other films, um, Victor, that that were were the 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 huge? Like I see Ben Hur on here. I mean, mm-hmm. Star Trek Beyond, the BFG, Tarzan. Like we've said, Independence Day was a huge flop. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm looking at the numbers here, and a lot of these sort of recouped their gross, uh, you know, with the international um, box office. Yep. But that doesn't cover all of the marketing, you know, yeah. uh, money and all of that stuff. So realistically, so the one dollar um, Ben Hur spent, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you know on the back end realistically even though it looks like they turned a profit though those movies are still probably big failures yeah. and, and big losses for their studios and i also read today uh, that for china even though people say oh it's gonna it always has china mm-hmm. one of the big things suicide squad they couldn't even open in china yeah. but you get even less receipts out of china you get 25 percent yeah. when it's a little bit higher in america yeah. and uh, elsewhere so you can't always rely on china uh even when they become the number one biggest which is kind of crazy. Warcraft, obviously, they just did insane money there, but yep. they got they love their Warcraft down there. So oh, yeah. that's crazy. Um, one of the big things too, I think, is marketing, um, because one of the movies, um, oh, God, I can't remember the name. It was a Disney. It was like the beginning of this whole trend where they the big, huge, gigantic blockbuster. It was a really old sci-fi movie, and it mm. did terrible. John Carter. Yeah, John Carter. Uh, yeah, the it was ter- It was the promotion was terrible. Um, and then I saw the movie itself. John Carter from Mars is what what it's based off of, and it was yeah. a really good movie. Hmm. Really good. I enjoyed it immensely. The marketing was awful. Yeah. First one's called John Carter. Mm-hmm. Might as well be just called John Smith. Yep. <laughs> and it took place on like alien planets. You never really saw a lot of that, or some of the humor that was behind it. And Disney just mucked it up, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, now, I, I, just going on the on the second sheet here, I find um, some interesting data. Um, these were the big 2016 box office successes. Now, interesting thing is, the failures is a you know quite a bit bigger list than these. Uh, I put successes. Nice flops. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that. So um, the the big successes were Captain America: Civil War. Again, it was a sequel, but it was a really well made, well acted movie in the mm-hmm. Marvel universe. So first off, you have yep. your built in audience, then it's an actual good movie, um, and that grossed over a billion dollars. Why? All the things I just said. Mm-hmm. The, you know, you know, everything just converged. Finding Dory again. Pixar built in audience. Really awesome movie. So you know, you can expect quality. I am. So, kind of surprised uh, oh no almost at a billion it's close but yeah. i would think that would hit yeah, interesting Pretty close yeah. but that's funny they expect one billion now which is right. wild I mean, right. at least i do suicide squad which that's interesting wow that was a, that was a decent success huh i thought it had yeah. to get 700 800 to even break even i mean it's pretty close to seven yeah so well, that's even, good even even good enough for wb mm, maybe We'll have to find out. I'm guessing they're going to put out a sequel to that because it did pretty well by yeah. the numbers. Yeah. Who uh, knows what the DCEU <laughs> even looks like now. I mean, I'm glad. I'm I, I'm glad that it will continue. Yeah. Um, and if you, I we, agree. Yes. Just, just okay. So, like, uh, the Secret Life of Pets, that's, wow. That's I like that. Crazy. I like the trailer. I never yeah. saw that movie. Yeah, I never saw that movie then. I never heard anyone talk about it. So yeah, me either. That's crazy. The Conjuring 2 Lights out, don't breathe. Central intelligence, really? Yeah, yep. Yo, the Rock will just be in anything. Did you see that and- I did. So here's Joe Covert. Now that was that was a um, a non sequel, non. It was an original star. Yeah, yeah completely yeah, original. When, out of the other summer movies you saw, was that the most enjoyable you've seen? No, Civil War was the most enjoyable. Okay, but I did enjoy Central Intelligence. Yep. How'd, how'd the Rock do? He was actually funnier than Kevin Hart. Wow. 
That's yeah. weird. But Impressive. I remember because, and that's the thing that Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is really good at with that social media everything. Yeah. It's because I follow him on everything pretty much, but it's on his Twitter nonstop, YouTube. He's on Snapchat now. He's everywhere, and he just po- promotes the crap out of it. Yeah. Man, like th- those two big uh, social media powerhouses, and they have really in, in huge fan bases. Yeah. They're gonna support him. Like you're gonna be one day, Colbert. One day. <laughs> <laughs> Now, what do you guys think? So that that that's a good list of all of the. But the main know. thing, though, before before we move on, like Carlberg just said, that was a good movie. Mm-hmm. That is the most important part. Make a good yep. movie. People will come if the rocks in it. Right. I mean, a lot of these are our originals. Um, you know, you Suicide Squad was the first installment. That was March. March. Uh, Lights Out, Don't Breathe, Central Intelligence, Bad Moms, Sausage Party. Those were all original films. Yes. Not mm-hmm. sequels or, or, you know, remakes of something uh, from the past. So um, my question is, after all this big fallout and how it's got Hollywood executives sort of scrambling for answers here, um, what's the answer, you guys? What, what do you think this means for the filmmaking business going forward? More superhero movies, probably. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the wrong like way to they're go. They're just going to keep throwing. I mean, I I feel like movie executives, uh, you can see the, this with a lot of streaming stuff, is they're really slow to catch on to trends. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be a while before the... There's going to be at least three or four more summer seasons of this before they start to really focus on it. Because, I mean, a lot of this stuff broke even, hurt a little bit, but not outrageous enough where it was like 20 Ben-Hur's. I just find Ben Hur just hilarious. Just the fact that someone, the fact that I had to go through the entire process of someone writing a script, having it, you know, approved, then going to executive, it just it blows my mind. Yeah. Um, and someone for like Jason Bourne, I love the first Bourne movies. I read all the books, um, but I like endings as well. And I just I so Ultimatum ended really well. But like, do I need to know what happened to Jason Bourne fifteen years later? Not really. But it still did good without me, so. But I feel like a next-gen Jason Bourne might not do so well. Nostalgia's good to a point, and then you just get bombarded with it. And, oh, I haven't seen the Ninja Turtles in 15 years. Do I need to see him two years later? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. So we'll see. I am not a, I, I mean, I feel like I, I, don't, I can't really come up with great ideas, but I can tell you what's terrible ideas. So, hey, Maurice, would you see this? No? Okay, don't green light it. <laughs> Yeah, plus I think that uh, studios should uh, take care in, um, in promoting more of their mid-budget movies, ones that don't fall under superhero spectacles or like things based on like uh, comic book adaptations or things like that. Because uh, the mid-budget movies are the are the movies that are going to keep people talking, you know, just as much, if not more so, than the than the big comic book tentpole releases, mm-hmm. you know, because without because if you just have all all spectacle and none of the smaller intimate uh, dramas. You know, and, and I'm not talking about just the awards season, like in the fall. Then you're gonna have like a top heavy, top heavy movie market where people just expect spectacle all the, all the time to the point where they'll ignore anything that's mid budget or anything that's uh, independent. They'll look at that as just niche. Yeah. And they'll, and they'll, and those will be the films which will be really really great films which, which could even be classics even uh, a few years from now. Like they'll be relegated to like Netflix, something that you find on Netflix or something that you'll have to discover if you go make a trip to the library in yeah. a few years. And please, no more dystopian futures starring teenagers. <laughs> yeah. Please, for the love of God. I mean, the first Hunger, Game, Hunger Games, you know, they kind of struck gold with that. Uh, and then they just 
oh god everywhere and then what was that ascendant descendant divergent divergent now the last one's gonna be like a tv show and none of the actors even knew about it wow really yeah, they're not even yeah. gonna release like part two whatever the crap wow, they called it oh that's crazy yeah. i don't know anybody who's seen any of them <laughs> <laughs> <Me> either <laughs> But yeah, they had the the la- they were gonna do the same thing that other movies do, split it into two parts. But they're gonna call it two different things, and then mm. it, the last one didn't do so well, mm. so they're gonna turn it into a movie or TV series and spin it off or something. But uh, Spider Man was a beginning. I, I think it's like you said, where immediately we might not see uh, the 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 changes coming from this, but uh, because all the slates are are set so far in advance, it's like three years in advance. So there's movies already scheduled for 2019, 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm hoping that they they learn their lessons and they no longer greenlight Ben Hur's mm-hmm. moving forward, or they they see a a you know a movie that does well like Alice uh, in Wonderland, for example. And instead of just green lighting, you know, a concept that's going to be, hey, let's just give them exactly what we gave them the first time around. Maybe have a creative thought for the sequel. Maybe don't just bring back Johnny Depp in a friggin' costume again. Mm. You know what? We're tired of that. Sorry, Johnny Depp. I love you, man. But be yourself, bruh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, uh, that all that personal stuff kind of caught, you know, caught up to him a little bit too there, too. That was really bad timing for all of that with his wife or now ex-wife and all the allegations against them Ooh. yeah no yeah. yeah, that's bad timing try to be a better person johnny Depp. <laughs> <laughs> everyone just be better just be better just don't, be just, a, don't be a wiener rule I number just one want good movies i yeah. like film i enjoy watching a good riveting tale yes. i tell me one I en- show me one i enjoy nostalgia as much as the next person like i mentioned earlier same thing with um the the one you just mentioned Alice in Wonderland. Oh, I haven't seen Alice in Wonderland in a very long time. Awesome. Do I need it again another year later? That's why I'm glad they haven't done that uh, Wizard of Oz sequel to the one they just did recently, the prequel kind of deal, mm-hmm. because I had my fill of this nostalgia. And I don't really need it again All right. for another 50 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and, and last word, you know, for the audience, you know, take more chances. See more different things besides just the uh, mainstream big budget you know, popular releases, you know? But stretch I, out. Stretch out of your comfort zone. But I love the MCU so much, Victor. <laughs> you know, I mean, go, go, go see Kubo and the Two Strings. Go see the Neon Demon. Go see Swiss Army Man. I'm still I, waiting for... Just, I'm still waiting for my Carl Bird summary for that. Yeah, Carl Bird. I forgot all about that. <laughs> uh, Carl Bird, before we move on, or any final thoughts, Eris? I just... That was just what I said, man. I'm, yeah. hoping, I'm hoping this brings about some change because... I mean, some of this stuff looks just like I I like that that Jungle Book remake was yeah. was made or that. Live and you're, are you ready for a film. sequel? It was really good. Mm-hmm. Not really, yeah. to be quite honest with you. Like I'm good with the one because it's coming. Had. I'm sure it is. <laughs> I will probably unless that trailer blows me away, I will be a lot less interested in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that's the thing. They got to strike a balance. Like yes, you can get me with nostalgia. But you can only get me once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The second one. Better be something good. Like switch it up on me. Mm-hmm. Give me something original. Give me something cool in that universe. I already like the universe. Maybe bring some new thought into it. Don't yeah. just do the same thing you did the first time. Like aliens attacking Earth. Right. Hey. How about that we, happened? How about we that attack cool. the aliens? People like that twenty years ago. Do it again. Let's. How about <laughs> we attack the aliens? Let's I'm change. cool with that. Yeah. Well, that would be a spoiler. Actually, I was gonna say. 
for independence. I think I know day. what you're going to say. <laughs> yeah, apparently a resurgence from what I read sequel baits hard. Yeah, that's that's, that's another problem too that we didn't right? get to, which wow. we've talked about in the past. The sequel baiting is like with Terminator. Just make one movie, make a standalone movie. You don't need all these tricks and tips for the next movie. Just make one, right. and then work on the next. We've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carl Bird, I'm sorry. We're getting you that mic next week, Carl Bird. I promise you'll be interjecting way more. But any any uh, thoughts that you had? You've only seen a few of these movies. Literally, just kind of just listen to the fans. I mean, it seems like it's just a lot of these movies as just suits and you know business suits who think they know everything. Just listen to the fans. You know, take that chance. We know what we want to see. That was really eloquent, Carl. <laughs> I really enjoyed that summary. Thank you. <laughs> Do we have any uh, um, answers for last week's question of the week? Um, no. Oh. Oh. No, we had no, we had nothing. I have my phone's doing the Facebook. Oh, uh, that's right. I think we had some come in the last second there, but we'll get to them next week. <laughs> we'll plan that out better. Uh, we do have one email from a fan of the sh- friend of the show, John Grace, who was here a couple weeks ago, who is a big Overwatcher. Uh, don't worry, I will read this nice and slow for everyone. Just you, Vic. <laughs> Happy 50th. Hey, all. Overwatch is still dominating my life, and I fear that the neighbors will soon call the police. <laughs> NFL season starting up. Where do you see the Patriots going this season? I'm a giant Homer asshole, so I'm saying Jimmy goes four and fucking oh. Tom Brady comes back and goes 12-0, and 0, and we storm all the way to the Super Bowl and win 40 nothing. Just writing this at 8.11 p.m. on 9.6.16 during your recording, presumably. Yeah, John, we're on Facebook Live, jerk. Hopefully you get it in time. Just wanted to say thanks for all the great shows, all the laughs, and allowing me to come on the show now and then to waste everyone's time. <laughs> Love, John. Thank you, John. We appreciate your support from episode one. Absolutely. We also, do it for I you. enjoy your Overwatch fandom. Yeah. <laughs> We're, there might be more Overwatch talks come in the coming weeks, months, years, episode 500. It's not going away. Yeah. It's not Blizzard. I'm still Blizzard will keep that corpse rolling right after it's dead. <laughs> and then when you two hobos finally sign on and play. We'll get you, Carl Bird. Did you have a question you want to ask anything for next week? comes out, Carl. Yeah. And that PlayStation Neo comes out. Just get that. Aris and I will have one on the market. Yeah, Carl, I'll sell you mine. <laughs> it's been in my house, so that means you got to pay like a premium. <laughs> Did you uh, want to ask anything for next week? I really have not written anything down. Everything's just in my phone. You know, Carl, it's okay. So it's, do, you, do you remember when you said Carl was the best social media manager in the planet? Did you remember that? <laughs> Listen, I, I got and, things falling off the walls. Carl Bird. Listen, I'm not saying you're. I didn't call you the best anything. That's a good point. You're literally the most average man in the world. You said it yourself. You said you're not. You already said you're not the best. That is true. This is an average (laughs) podcast. I have average walls, average foam things. That's that's perfectly average. I think we did okay. You know, growing pains will get there going down. Carl Bird. Carl Bird, you did a great job putting together our commercial earlier today. We all appreciate that. That was really slick. I can't even type two words together. Will we be back on Facebook Live? Is that is that going to be a thing? I don't see why not. Oh, well, okay. we're gonna get some some feedback. Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, I'm sure we'll earlier. get better. We'll get better at it. Instagram. We'll, we will interact more with our live audience. Yeah, this is. Li- I mean, it took us 50 episodes to get freaking more than one mic. Maybe Carl won't drop us in the <laughs> middle of the live feed next that, time. That was the Wi. Mm. That was the Wi-Fi worries. Average, average Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're get yeah we're getting better. Like I said, it took us 50 episodes to get a sound mixer. I don't even know what that existed. So. Yeah. Episode 500, we'll maybe talk to one of our 
listeners. I don't know. That's right. <laughs> Public access, ladies and gentlemen. I think you can pay for that. It'd be fantastic. Uh, I like that, Carl. Big dreams, Carl. I love it. <laughs> Any uh, closing it. thoughts, gentlemen? Uh, thank you for sticking with us for everyone that's, uh, that, that's listening to the show. Um, you know, just coming on every week and listening to us talk crap for an hour, hour and a half, sometimes two hours. <laughs> Not anymore, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you know, we appreciate all of you. Thank you to the guys who, uh, have been with us since day one. Uh, the guys who email in guys and gals, I should say guys and gals who email in, come on the show, give us those five star reviews. We appreciate y'all. Uh, you know who you are. Um, stick with us. It's going to be, uh, it's, it's been a wild ride. It'll continue to be, and everything will just continue to get better. Much better. Yeah, uh, thank you to all our all our list, all of our listeners and all of our guests that have been on the show. Uh, you make our show awesome, and your feedback and your likes on Facebook and whatnot. Uh, we hope to we hope to produce fifty more episodes of goodness and magic and wonderfulness uh, for you all. And uh, it's been a wild it's been a wild and crazy ride, and it's been awesome every step of the way. So we hope to be even more awesome and more crazier uh, you, go moving forward. So yeah. It's awesome. I like it. Robert? Well, I wasn't here in the beginning. I didn't came I came in by episode twenty something. I don't know. But it's been just a pleasure working with y'all. And it will be continue will continue to be a pleasure. Thank you to all the followers, all the listeners, just you know, sticking with us. And like I said, like Aris said, we will be we will get better. Bigger and better. Carlberg now put Social Media Manager on his resume, so you all have helped him out. <laughs> but yeah, this has been really great. Last 50 episodes made, uh, I was buddies with Harris, but we've only gotten better friends, and uh, Carl Bird and Vic made really good friends. I love it. I love you guys. Love everyone. Um, so if you guys say we do it for the fans, I do it for myself. Screw you guys. <laughs> just kidding. I do it for the fun. I just kind of chatting around. It's a, it's a good time, and uh, I like talking with other people about it. It's, it's great. Everyone said, oh, I'm always doing the same thing. I'm doing the same. Try something different. Break out. I'm, right. I look ridiculous on Facebook Live, but I don't care. I love it. Where yeah, uh, do. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, just uh, get out of your comfort zone. Do something fun. Do something crazy. Even if you look stupid, trust me, I'm a big proponent of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, codexpromodcast at gmail.com. Thoughts, reviews, five star. We most appreciate it. Helps people find us. And uh, we'll just grow even more and I'll get even more friends because yeah. I collect friends. Yeah. But Follow us on social media. Give us them five-star reviews on iTunes, please. And next week, we'll be talking comic books. Whoa. Comic books next week. Whoa. Yeah, so I'll be catching up with some Declaration that's official? That is official. Man, I got a lot of catching up to do. So I'll be doing some Star Wars myself, um, some of the volumes that came out for Vader and Star Wars, the the main series. So yeah, if you have any uh, comic book questions, get ahead of it. Twitter, Facebook, you know where to find us. Later, nerds. I'd just like to put it on the record that... It was my family that showed the most love today on episode 50. Later, nerds. Clearly, clearly the best. Obviously the best. Later, nerds. (laughs) Peace out, everybody. Thanks for listening. Later. Congratulations to Codex Prime Podcast for 50th episode. Hey, it's Wild Man Congo here. I want to congratulate Kodak Prime Podcast on the 50th episode. Thanks for having me on. Looking forward to coming back. What's going on, fellas? 
It's your boy AWOL, man, checking in. Just want to give a big shout out to the Codex Prime podcast for 50 episodes. You know, salute to you guys, Aris, Victor, Maurice, Mr. Carl Bird. Salute to you guys, you know. Thank you for having me on the show. And, you know, I'm going to get back to playing this Doom. I don't really do a lot of video games, but Doom's kind of lit. So shout out to you guys, man. Salute.